Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Hooked, the podcast where we give you all the plot hooks that you will ever need in every game that you ever play. I'm your host, NC Weber, here with regular hosts, Tally Grimley and Darcy Jones. And a return special guest. It's me, Grace. It's <gasps> her, Grace. How are you, Grace? I'm all right. Good. I've decided that since we have had you here for three weeks now, we don't need a getting to know you question anymore. No, no, I, I still think that I need Every, to get these. Everyone already knows me. Who yes. are you? I know everything Get out of my house, race. burglar. Well, I've got a getting to know you question. I uh, that assumed I that you would. Yes. <laughs> so, what is the worst... And this is following on from a uh, conversation that we had off air. What is the most effective piece of body horror you've seen? Hmm. Oh, mm. I don't know. I mean, I've, are you talking in game or let's say in media? Just in general, what is the thing that gets you the most? Hmm. I uh, I get excited by and you know whatever. I I get excited by uh, the 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 um the thing. Is it the thing? Yes, it's the Ooh. thing. Thing. I really, really, really like that horror movie. It's like the first body horror I saw. I think it's the Bee's Knees. I think anyone who hasn't seen it should check it out. It's pretty good. What's your opinion on the remake? <laughs> I mean, the prequel. You, you know what's funny? I actually, there were friends of mine who were, who were going to make a, they were doing a play that was uh, set in a horror, whatever, universe. And I thought, oh, they've got to, like, it's specifically about body horror, whatever. I thought, I'll get them the thing. They can watch the thing. And, like, who buys CDs? But I went to buy CDs and I didn't look at it. And then when I was giving it to them, I looked and I was like, oh, my God, it's the thing remake. It's number two. Ugh. I was like, but you've already paid for it. So just give it to them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, my favourite version of the thing is the very blatant ripoff they did in the X Files. <laughs> do you remember what it was called? I do not remember what it was called. It was. It might have been like ice isolated or something, but it was like ice. They literally go to a. They go to like a station somewhere, and there's like a weird alien. But it's so it's, it's absolutely just the thing. It's just the thing, <laughs> but it's aliens and it's X Files. Yeah, and I guess Mulder's there. If it ain't broke. I'm not really affected by body horror that much, which is probably why I incorporate it into my game so often. Mm. But the one that I thought was the coolest idea for body horror, I think it was in Hannibal, where he had people kind of buried under the ground, but was keeping oh, them the alive colors. and growing, uh, growing mushrooms. mushrooms off them. Oh, I'm thinking uh, of a different one. I'm thinking of the silo, where they kind of like he sews them, them together, in resin, yeah. Mm. Mm. So yeah. the, I think, yeah, because he kept, he was keeping them alive to feed the mushrooms so that he could eat the mushrooms that were mm. being yeah. grown yeah. in living people. That was interesting. 
the, the entirety of the Hannibal series was really good body horror, honestly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially like the dream sequences that were really surreal. Um, yeah. I really love them. I think the one that I've always remembered so vividly um, was the movie Teeth. Oh, um, I just uh, it was vagina like, dentata. It was just one of the ones like that I I was just getting phrase. yeah I was just getting like old vagina enough to stop dentata. watching horror movies that were like Paranormal Activity, and I was sort of getting to ones that were like a little more yeah more, and it just always really stuck with me because it was so viscerally you could like imagine it, and you were like oh oh horrible no thank you yeah, and I think I think it's it was great because it, it, it you didn't it didn't give you like a strong visual. Mm. Straight off, so you had to imagine what was going on. Yeah, yeah. The the sort of like cutaways and stuff I always thought were more effective than straight up gore. Anyway, I'm so glad that you're here, and so I don't have to indulge the two fools to either side of us. <laughs> Just uh, making wh- aggressive eye contact. Yes, <laughs> making, <laughs> making uh, the Lion King's vagina. We, we were seeing we were seeing a vagina and Tata, but we were doing it quietly as not to disturb the listeners. Um, yeah. I got to say, just harking back to. Hannibal, I did quite enjoy the thin sliced um, corpse where it was the the glass panes. Mm. Mm. Uh, That was effective just as you looked at it side on and then it swiveled. Um, But for me, it's always been, it's more so, I I don't know why it's in vampire things specifically, but I believe it was in um, the strain a little bit and also in Dracula, which is the series that just came out on Netflix, um, the effect of fingernails coming off mm. um, always, always makes me uncomfortable. Mm. And it's just, it was the perfect way to, in one shot, show us everything that was going on. Mm. Was sickly looking hands and a fingernail gets pulled off mm. with very minimal effort. And it just sets that scene so well. It's always the, it's always the little things that do so much mm. like for some reason facial horror always always gets me like the second someone's like eyes or mouth is something messed yeah. up I'm like oh no actually People I don't want to see the rest of your body Thanks. not noticing things in eyes or just yeah things in <laughs> eyes um establishing shot in you just, you just Dracula watching there someone's a, eyes and then you just see a little wiggle inside uh, <laughs> but it's a fly <laughs> crawls into a tear yeah, duct yeah. and it oh, it's so like someone shame. coughs and they like spit out something gross no thank you or hair I mean, what about in, hair down the throat I hate hair down the throat in the new uh, Blair Witch uh, there's no body horror until there is uh, she's cut her foot in the river where you're going into the witch's domain yeah. and then it's kind of hurting and so they pull the bandage to replace it and they find hair coming out of the oh. foot and no. then all of us as they kind of touch it the hair inside the foot just wiggles and that was a very effective use of body horror because mm. i just wanted to throw everything at my computer the, 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 screen yeah. no, and good. then i ba- went back and watched it again i was like yeah that that's really effective oh I'm yeah good. Shout out to the real medical phenomenon of teratoma. Ah, uh, yes. Which are basically they're cysts or cancers or you know various growths that include just random bits of other. So they've got like hair and teeth oh, yes, and yes, yes. bits of skin and it just. Gross. So it's cancer that comes from a stem cell, basically. You've so you seen, can turn into anything. You've, you've seen those things. Sorry, we've got to start the episode eventually. But you've seen those things where they kind of clone flesh and it makes teeth and hair and mm. yeah. but it doesn't make anything in particular it just makes, yeah. there's a uh, medical condition where you can have multiple rows of teeth in your mouth where it's essentially your body just was like hey you've got baby teeth here uh, but we're not going to put them in your 
in your jaw. We're just going to put them all of your teeth all sort of in there. And it is horrifying to look at. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. note... Oh, no, we don't want to talk about body horror anymore? No, we're good. I will say that there's a very good podcast uh, written by the person who wrote Hedwig and the Angry Inch. It is a musical podcast starring Patti LuPone, mm. uh, available on Luminary, all about a person who has a teratoma in their brain. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Interesting. And it's turning into a little person. Oh. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm a big fan, actually. I want to listen to that now. Yeah, you definitely should. Uh, okay, it's called Anthem. There we go, it's called Anthem. Um, now, what we do here, we provide plot hooks. And unfortunately, this one's probably going to be a creepy one. Yeah, that's why we opened it up with that question, was in- inspired by the uh, conversation around this piece of artwork. Okay, so what we do is we take inspiration from a Magic the Gathering card and a random word. Uh, the Magic the Gathering card that we are dealing with today is Morsel Hoarder. And the word, of course, is... What is the word? Where did I put it? Decoration. Decoration, Decoration. is the word. <clears throat> so who wants to describe what we're looking at here with the Morsel Hoarder? Grace, why don't you take the reins? I mean, it's hard to describe. It's like this... Twisted. I don't know if it's an, a body or a piece of earth. It's this like green, twisted being that looks like it's got trees or stuff within it. Amorphous form. Mm. It, it looks very looks like, like eldritch. An unholy fusion of a living tree or a walking tree and like an, an ooze that grows its own little mushroom garden mm. inside itself. Yeah, and depending on how you look at it, it's either got a bit of a, a glow about it, an aura, or that is something transparent. Yeah. And Interesting. I'm... Yeah. So, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to give you some plot hooks in the form of a magic trick. We're going to give you the seed or a small pledge of what the idea is. Then in the turn, we'll expand upon that and make it a bit more fleshed out. And finally, in the prestige, we'll give you some ideas on how to incorporate it into your game. Who has the first pledge for me. Well, I can pledge for us. Please. So, we begin with something fairly simple. It's actually just a little decoration. for. I'm going with magic item, by the way. This is what I'm trying to create here. Uh, it's a little decoration that's supposed to sit on your shoulder like an ornament. Uh, it's a bit of a novelty. A bit of a novelty. Kind of like... I suppose like... Um, a modern day equivalent would be those solar powered plants that the leaves bob up and down. Mm. It's right. just a little thing that moves and it's this magical trinket that looks nice on your shoulder. And presumably it was pretty cheap and looked kind of cool. I mean, you give anyone, any player, something that cheap and looks kind of cool and doesn't require attunement and they love it. They'll take it any day. Um, and it is very small and cute. And. You notice as things go on, cute little Eldritch horror. Yeah, it was for your shoulder. It's not even not even a horror at the moment. Just a cute little Eldritch 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 companion. The Eldritch, yeah, Um, baby's first ancient one. Yeah, (laughs) Um, and as you journey on, you start to encounter, as you do, various creatures and uh, sources of magic, and you start to notice that the trinket starts collecting things. Manages to find you know, loose threads of spells or uh, pieces of the, the creatures that you've come across. And it starts to grow. Oh, 
No, Eldritch, Eldritch things shouldn't grow. They're not allowed to. Not allowed? But maybe not it's allowed. like a Pokemon, its next evolution will be even cuter. I wonder if that's where Tully's going with it. Who has another pledge? Okay, I've got one. So the city of Palentium is uh, an enormous uh, city that spans uh, a great distance. Um, it's a metropolis in many ways, though it's still in a medieval kind of era. Um, they have uh, fresh water and this, that, the other, but it's, you know, they, they don't have great technologies, what have you. Uh, Palentium is a warlike state, and they've been expanding out rapidly, uh, conquering all the surrounding city-states uh, and, and, and causing great war all around them. Um, the upshot of that is that the entire city is becoming overpopulated with um, uh, refugees, uh, slaves. Um, although great riches are being sent back into the city, they mainly go into the one percent. Uh, your party has made themselves made them made their ways into the city, um, and immediately, uh, no matter what they are—builders, musicians, dancers—they uh, get pulled aside by the city guard and told that um, the god emperor wishes to see them. Uh, they're promptly escorted up an enormous set of marble stairs, uh, past great gates, heightened defences, lines and lines of guard, um, down a a long um, red carpet um, adorned with silver bulls, oh sorry, uh, gold bulls on each side, um, and finally into an enormous feasting hall, and sitting at the opposite end of the hall in a great uh, red throne um, is the God King. Uh, Pale skin, very, very thin, um, uh, and, and uh, mistrustful eyes stare across at you as you make your way out. Um, and, uh, and an offsider appears as well, a uh, gentleman made up in makeup, uh, you know, powdered cheeks, um, called, uh, easy name, we'll just call him Decimus for now, um, who's very, very flamboyant, um, very uh, playful, very energetic, um, and invites you into the court uh, to speak to the king, mm. or the god king, as you want. Beautiful. Hey, Darcy. Yeah. Do you GM? GM? DM? Yeah, yeah, I DM. Okay, good. Yeah, I was just like, because that's the first time I've sort of had that sort of, you were looking at me and giving me the pitch of what's going on. (laughs) And I really was like thinking as a a player interaction at that point. Look, it only took about 50 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while, but when you're on, damn it, you're on. Tully? And Dom's not here. He'll never know. <laughs> Tully was so prepped. He was like, okay, well, I want to roll for initiation, Here's what I please. Do. I do this. <laughs> I'm going to try and shoot the God King with my crossbow. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. All right. So that is our second pledge. Let's go to Grace. Um, okay. So my card is Evil NPC. Um, so I'm going with... What used to be maybe a person is now this shambling, amorphous shape of beautiful, shiny trinkets that they've collected over the years and hung off themselves or stuck on themselves. And there's bits of gold-painted pottery in, like, embedded in her skin and she's got multiple piercings and she's got these, like, luxurious like luxurious fabrics all draped and folded to show them all off but they're tattered and worn where she's been collecting them for years mm. there's a person under there you think but you also don't really want to get close enough in case she decides she wants something that you have as well right so in is this uh where would you meet this npc like is this uh i would say someone who's isolated or someone who's kind of always who, who's always seen but like people avoid or is I would this someone say you would need you would find, from? I would say you'd find this sort of character this, 
this woman probably in a quite a large town sort of skulking in the shadows mm. there's not much there's not much luxury discarded in in rural areas and so she'd probably you'd probably find her in quite uh quite rich kingdoms where you'd have these sorts of things that she could find or steal yeah. or take from people essentially okay doesn't matter where it comes yeah, from so if she, it's beautiful she wants it, it. Yeah. yeah if it's beautiful she wants it and she'll make it a part of her however she can all right Okay, interesting. So those are three pledges. We have the NPC who wants everything beautiful. We have the God King in his city. And we have... Our tiny little Eldritch. Ah, uh, yes. The Our Eldritch. baby boy. Yeah, the Eldritch. The, the growing Eldritch horror. Uh, let's, let's, who wants to go next? Who wants to turn this up? Let's, let's mix it up. We always go in a line. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in because i got some ideas for mine. Cool. So um, you meet the God King... Uh, and the very first thing he does is, um, I, I'm drawing a lot from Roman ideas here. Um, you have to feast, continue to eat, eat, and eat, and eat, and eat, and eat. Um, and when you say you've had enough, you haven't had enough. You have to keep eating until you throw up. You, you're proving it's small tests. You have to continue to prove your loyalty to him. And as the night goes on, you notice that he just doesn't trust his um, royal guard at all, um, eyeing them angrily, um, abusively. And finally, it's it's it's. Um, it's discovered or revealed that you four or three or two um, are to become his right hand and you're going to go do justice in the city because I can't trust anyone but I can trust strangers. It's a sort of mad thinking. You know, you have to do what he says because if you leave, it's not just the city. It's he's. This is the region. He owns everything. Mm. If you run, you'll be run down by an army. Um, so yeah, so he sends you out and he sends you out to do horrible things. Um, you have to continually prove your loyalty to him. Um, but when you do prove your loyalty, he showers you in gifts and lovers and items and what have you. But um, the, the things are awful. The things are like, um, bring me very specific people, very specific, um, like uh, there might be races or um, uh, a child with blonde hair, uh, a woman with one eye. Bring them to me. I need them. And, and you will do it uh, in the next four hours and if you don't I'll think you've run away and if I think you've run away even if you come back I'm going to take your head and I'm going to put it on a dish <laughs> go make it happen don't let me down and um, yeah so you go a few times backwards and forth um, and each time things get a little bit different uh, I, I, I'll, I'll save the rest I'll save the, the bigger part for the reveal but on your first adventure out and back when you come back all of the guard are gone <sighs> It's just Decimus, and Decimus has black eyes. Maybe some scars running with Always got black eyes. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay, so that's Decimus. That's Decimus. I'm glad that you came up with the... Well, no, no, Dec- so Decim- Dec- Decimus is his um, offsider. The God King is the God King, but Decimus is his little... So what are we calling this hawk? Uh, uh, the city of Palentium. Okay. Hmm. Who's next? Um, I can go. Um... So I was thinking the way that you could use this character essentially would be if she perhaps had an item that your players needed, like a talisman or a magic item, and she doesn't care for the magic attached to it. It's just beautiful. Maybe it's yeah. a maybe it's a brooch or a or a set of armor or, or a cool weapon, but they look pretty, so she's added them to her collection. And you have to decide whether or not to fight her, which would be difficult considering the years worth of pottery and bronze work and jewellery that she's yeah, embedded yeah. into 
every surface that she can to collect it or whether you find a way to barter with her and find something more beautiful and more wor- like lovely right, that you can yeah, trade yeah. like what what is that item worth to her if it's only the beauty then surely you can find something better and bigger for her that she'd want more i also really like if they're if you're on a macguffin chase so maybe there's seven gems that mm. are hidden around the continent that you have to get but she's also just after them and wherever you she go just she just them. kind of like yeah. she's just pottering around she, she doesn't really pay any attention to you and then maybe you see her in the city and then you go and you see that that gem's already gone but then she's already a ghost in the wind yeah mm. and then if you if you can't keep up with her and get the gems before her you have to find a way to get them off her eventually because yeah. she's got them she's not using <clears throat> them for anything no. so you yeah, don't have to yeah. worry about her being she a threat she might trade you for them yeah what does she want What's and then, then you get into a bidding got. war with the other people who <laughs> want them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's really how well you know her and her history as to what you, yeah. what you choose to offer her. I love that. A bidding war, but not with monetary value, but with beauty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, anyway, her name is uh, Charmony. Charmony. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. And Tully. Beautiful. So as you go on, um, this little creature, this little thing, begins to grow on you. Literally, it begins to grow on you. Um, <laughs> and it you can't take it off anymore. Not that you'd want to. It seems to, every once in a while, give you gifts. Little things that it's collected. Um, sometimes that would be a gold or two. Sometimes a fragment of a spell that it throws back. Sometimes it could be just a little trinket that it collected from the last kill you had. It seems to be fairly sentimental, favouring things that you've encountered as memories of, that you've had together. Um, and it seems to want you to respect that. And as it grows on you, it really grows on you. It becomes almost a, a part of you across your shoulders, your back. It begins to form this... When you say almost a part of you, it's attached, right? It is very okay, much attached yeah. So to it's, you. it's literally growing into your flesh and yes. growing larger and sometimes it gives you a couple gold coins and like, here you go buddy, don't spend it all at once. I think this is fun. It's just a friend that you carry around with you. Yeah. Yes. It's a familiar that it's Pokemon. just kind of sits on you and then grows into your spine. Yeah. It's totally fine. I don't know why everyone's worried about it. Why you, you, you've got a, you're, you've got a weird Archfae warlock patron. I just got a tree go- goo man. Same diff. Same diff. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm going to call this the uh, Hunch Horde. The Hunch Ooh. Horde. Hunch Horde. Yes. Gross. Okay. So we have the Hunch Horde. We have Charmony, the collector of beauty, and we have the city of Palentia. Palentum. 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 Three interesting hooks. Which one are we going to prestige? I want to prestige Charmony. Yay. (laughs) Okay, so I was thinking you've followed her around. You've tracked this woman down. She's got whatever item you want. And you finally decided we're going to bargain. We don't want to kill her. She hasn't done anything wrong. She's just collecting. Mm -hmm. She's probably a little sad, actually. Maybe we don't want to kill just a poor sad lady. And then you're talking to her and you get up close and you you make your offer. And she says, actually, no, I don't want the items you've brought before me. Beauty is more than just items and objects. 
she wants your lovely blue eyes. And she pulls her hood back and her face is made up of what looks like a very cute button nose and she's got sparkling green eyes and she's got these freckles that don't quite seem to match the rest of her skin. And she wants your beauty. She wants you to give her your beauty. And do you take the risk and give up your physical looks and your sight? Or do you realise you just have to fight this woman to get the items you need? Hmm. If you make that an end game decision as well, players will be mm. more likely to. All right, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. But if if you make it if you make it early on, people will say, "Oh, we must have to fight this thing." But yeah, oh, I no. think I think Zane's on the right track about make it a difficult ordeal mm. and make this the final challenge. I really like the idea rather than her just having a mismatch of different features, to have like literally a forehead of eyes. Yeah. Ooh, and, yes. Well, you said she already has two she's eyes. Got eyes. Yeah. yeah, she's, she's got eyes. She's, she's maybe got she's got eyes. someone. Maybe she's got yeah. some up her hand. Like, you or she kill, has like, tattoos. She's or got something. them like surgically implanted. Yeah, like, she's gone that crazy. Mm. I'm just her. imagining yeah. them uh, across the the knuckles Infinity Gauntlet style. <laughs> yeah, yeah you thought one on each or, knuckle. Or you know what would be interesting is if you have, if you want to go more uh, a different angle, would be to have body parts worn as jewelry. So a mm. necklace of eyes and mm. um, a, a crown of fingers. And, yeah. um, <laughs> Especially if they're all acting as they would. Yes. If the eyes are darting around following the characters yes. and the fingers are... Be- beauty, you just have be- long hair that's just hands yeah. piled on be- hands. Beauty is in it. Yeah, you, thought, you thought maybe she had like <laughs> yeah. dyed streaked hair, but that's clearly a bunch of different people's hair. Yeah. Be- be- yeah, beauty is in its rarity. So why mm. would I want eyes where everyone else has eyes? I want eyes and everywhere else. Yes. Elegant line down the back of my neck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like fine pearls. Yeah, and if she's covered in this jewelry and these like rich fabrics, you probably wouldn't even notice until you went to that yeah. final conversation yeah. with her where she was you were close enough that you yeah. could see in the hood or you could see up her sleeve yeah interesting i just want that fun reveal yeah. that's a, yeah, yeah that's a very that's a very pretty, fun npc <laughs> uh, we did warn you at the top of the episode if your squeamish is still here <laughs> unfortunately that's on you we, we got the uh, we got the prompt and i was like can i get yucky with it <laughs> yucky okay let's go back to the hunch Excellent. The, uh, in fact, I might even add a word there rather than the hunch horde, the hunchback horde. Mm. Okay. Yep. Hunchback horde. Hunchback horde. So, um, it, as it turns out, the hunchback horde is in, indeed very benevolent. It wants to be with you. It wants to share these memories with you. And it is determined to collect trinkets, to collect things, to collect memories and spells. Um, it may even catch a blade or two. This is this as mechanically acts as a ward. It is something that protects you, that takes on some of the things that would try and hit you, and uh, it will give them to you as gifts, as things you can hold. It's like a cat bringing home a mouse as a gift. It's like, <laughs> thank you. Well, yeah, imagine. No, you meant well. <laughs> what what I'm imagining is you've just finished a fight where you know somebody casts lightning bolt at you and just missed you and this thing just offers you up a little ever spark of of this same spell um, that you can you know toss back at some point Um, if you've just gone from a dragon's hoard it may have picked up a thing or two and maybe got you followed Um, you know it's it's a mischievous entity that you as a GM can get your players attached to and then get you and get them in trouble with it yeah I mean it is it is. It functions 
as an, as an interesting character, uh, I guess, trait because people are, everyone's going to have an opinion about it mm. um, and about you by association. So it really depends on the game that you're playing and, and whether it's high magic or low magic, like what it means for you as a character. And what if you decide that you don't want it anymore? What happens then? Uh, then it gets very upset with you. Uh, and, you know, this thing that's been growing on you and collecting trinkets and memories and, you know, thoughts of past battles, well, it, it knows how you fight. It's what very if, What if you it. just want to give it to someone else as a gift? And does it have babies? Where do they come from? Ooh. Does it spawn more? That Do all of your party just wake up one day with another little baby one we've on their got, shoulder? We've all got a friend now. <laughs> I'm just imagining that nervous reaction of, oh, we've got one ourselves now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's like when a kitten, when a cat gives birth and you're like, these kittens are very cute, but we cannot keep them. Yeah. There's yeah. 11 of them. <laughs> <laughs> and they're chewing into our spines. <laughs> no, it's a very fun, fun thing to like play that. with. Um, kittens do like to do that. Um, all right, let's go to the city of Palentium. Palentium. Okay. The final deed that the God King asks you to do is set the forum alight. The entire city is so populated that the walls crush people together as they, as they move. You can't move down the streets without bumping into someone. A fire will kill millions. And as you either do the deed or don't, you make your way back up to the palace. And on your way in, those bulls lining the sides as you make your way in, each of them have braziers underneath them, smokes coming out of their noses. As you finally make your way into the grand throne room itself, um, the God King is standing there holding a great sword, which he's kind of feebly dragging across the floor, and he welcomes you in with arms of, My champions, finally you've arrived. Lifting the sword above his head, he brings it down upon a bull over a brazier as it shatters in half and falls out the burnt, beaten, bloody body of Decimus. As he kind of kneels down monologuing, he says that, you know, we've, we've been expanding. He says, I, 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 used to, I used to pick morsels from everyday folk, but I found that suffering makes the morsels all the finer. As he reaches down into the body, he plucks something out of the chest cavity. As he lifts it up, beating, it's the soul of Decimus. Yes! Kind of putting it into his mouth as it plops down and in. He looks to you. You're probably thinking, now I'm going to kill you. You're wrong. Yours is suffering. Your inheritance will be the greatest suffering a soul can bear. You will live with my decisions. Um, and you have two choices. You can either try and kill the God King, or you can continue to do worse and worse things as your soul became, becomes a corrupt, disgusting you know, thing which will one day be consumed by the God King himself. Yes. This is fun. I like this. I guess this is a great situation if you've got a party that's on the precipice of good and evil. Yeah. Like if you've got a party that's kind of like, oh, we just kind of care at a good neutral kids. Sure, we'll go murder hobo every now and then, but let's give some money to some orphans because they're cute. Yeah. And then you want to like, okay. Right now, you're making a choice whether you're good or evil because the world's going to hold you accountable now. And, and the other thing to be aware of is that in every one of those bulls were the people that you brought to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they're they're all being they're, they're, and then and maybe that's the final test. Is all right. Well, go out and bring me another bull. 
and you have mm. to either push it back in or formulate a plan on the other side of those doors, but you know time's running out. The other great thing about this big bad is that you have no idea what he's capable of, only that he's the emperor of the of the, of the world, essentially, yeah, yeah, of your yeah. world. You I kill mean, him, who knows what'll happen. You, This is a, especially the way you've described him, this is a big bad that theoretically you could fell in one attack, mm. but you don't know what the consequences of that would be, or mm. you know whether it would take one or a thousand hits whether this if whether the god king can barely lift a great sword or is a great magic user the, the other thing to remember is that he's hired you nobody in the city knows who you are and who would suspect him of kidnapping or in fact burning down the forum mm. you are the people who've done that mm. it was you it was never him it was all you you are the greatest villains of this campaign yeah, you, you you essentially gave him plausible deniability for everything. Yeah, and so, yeah, who do you think the people will turn on? Do you think they'll turn on me, or do you think that they'll turn on the people that did the actions? I mean, if you kill all the people, what's he God King of? Mm, exactly. But that, that's, I guess that's the thing. <laughs> what's what's a God King to a non-believer? Neutral <laughs> evil. What's a God King to a corpse? Mm. And the other thing is, if you kill him, or if, you, if you're thinking, oh, I'll inherit the throne, you're inheriting an empire which has enemies on all sides whose city is burning right now I just, and there's no way to get out of here it's an awful situation mm. there's no winning there's no winning here there are the yeah the, the lesser of five evils this is how to wrap up one arc and start a new one <laughs> all in one fell swoop let's all I forget. mean I, I feel like if you've if you've had like a fairly sizable uh, one shot Basically, where you're like, okay, the God King has summoned you because he doesn't trust any of his advisors yeah. and he's told you to do this one thing and you go and do that one thing. He's like, okay, you've done well, go do this other thing and you do the other thing. And it's, mm. Okay, you've done another thing. And as you go, like people are just kind of disappearing as he's trusting yeah. you more and more. And then this is the end of the one shot if it's going to go into a campaign. You yeah. know, to figure out what kind of campaign you're going yeah. into. Because this could be a really good sort of one shot setup in the sense that like if you're just doing a casual one shot every now and then you might not get all your players in you yeah, might have different yeah. circumstances and that's one that you can easily add and well, take people away from until you end up with people that stick through and you're like okay well yeah now we're committing well another one other suggestion is that if anyone says oh I gotta go home early it's like great okay well you're dying right <laughs> bring okay. out bring out a bull or like, oh, well, actually, yeah, yeah, so you know you come what? Back, bring or, a new or even that, say like, oh, well, he'll be he'll be showered with gifts. You 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 carry on and try to enact. We'll keep him here for the feast. Yeah, yeah, and then and then swap out Decimus for one of the players. Yeah, yeah, or even if you just don't want to commit to a character and you want to like bring in like as you guys said you get bored of a character and you're like I want to roll another one it's like um okay well the god king eats your soul and here's <laughs> Jeremiah the new cleric I think the, the important part of this is try to make characters that aren't warriors the idea is mm. that he's, it should be like why the hell were we picked for this decision mm. like we have no skills and it's just because you were picked at random you yeah. were picked at random, and I, I can only trust you because I don't know you. Good for a weird party composition, like yeah. two rogues, a druid, and an artificer. Yeah. Look, we're not great with balancing things. We put a lot of trust in Tully, and none of us know what's going on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, canonically, everyone except Lachlan is a dumbass. I'm yep. so confused. And that's Why, that's, that's most, the party this composition is, for this my is lo- This is right. Tully's party composition. That, that's, that's most games anyway. All right, so that <laughs> is us for this week. Thank you very much for joining us again. If you want to submit artwork to us, you can do so by 
getting in touch with us on Facebook, on Instagram, or on Twitter, or you can send us an email at podcast.hooked at gmail.com. If you want to use any of these ideas in your games, feel free and let us know. As always, we're produced under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License, which means that you are free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format. If you give appropriate credit, do not use the material for commercial purposes and do not remix, transform or build upon the material in any way unless you ask nicely first. I've been Zancy Webber, here with... Tully Grimley. If you'd like to catch uh, myself and Grace uh, every week at well, every week on Wednesday, we are on Dungeon Deep Dive, your favourite fantasy world building podcast where we do a deep dive on various aspects of fantasy worlds. And thank you for joining us once again. Hi, it's me. And bye, it's you. <laughs> bye, it's me. And thank you very much, Darcy. Thanks, Darcy. You're welcome. Until next week, keep playing games, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> So what mountain were the stones in the walls of this specific monastery mined from exactly? Wait, can my character take a dump? What's the governmental structure of every town in this entire Which magic using classes like the most attractive? How do these people know how to make tunnels under their town when all they do is farm Why does the genie always you? refuse to make people fall in love with me? Like, if who hurt poison him? rules are the same for every player race, does that mean they all have can the my same character have a pet? system? Ooh, can that pet have a pet pet? Are your players asking too many questions? Do you really know how your world works? Don't you wish there was a podcast that made this whole thing easier? Come on over to Dungeon Deep Dive, your favourite fantasy world-building podcast. Whether it's tabletop RPGs or creative writing, we do the research so you don't have to. Find us on your podcatcher of choice or on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on at Dungeon Deep Dive. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.